Um, well, um, as we're going through this uh, uh, understanding of what happened, today is truly about uh, um, just you and I losing our... Um, we're distancing ourselves from Christ. And we don't even realize it. You ever notice that? Uh, that happens in, in marriages. We distance ourselves uh, from each other because we get busy, because things happen, uh, because you have kids, uh, all these different things um, that we go through. Um, hey, um, would you check that message? I need the, it's, it's last week's. I'm sorry, buddy. Um, so here's what I want to do, because we, we just have scripture uh, that we're going to read this morning, and then we're going to exit out of here and let you think about your relationship with Christ. You ever have, for those of you who are married or for those of you who have kids, you ever pass by places and it reminds you and brings back a memory? And I, sometimes when I see something that reminds me of Shannon and I's relationship, like when I used to travel a lot, I'd find myself in, uh, up at East Texas Baptist University, I'd find myself in Longview. And when I'd pass by a restaurant that we uh, ate at, uh, or I passed by a building that we used to meet in, or an area we sat on a bench, I would take a picture of it and send it to her and say, thinking of you. It's amazing how those times that you see things or you experience things, or you even hear a song, and you think, I remember that song. Uh, and so it's a way of just uh, letting my wife know, I'm thinking about you, I still love you. And we could have even had, a, uh, we could have even had a, uh, 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 an argument or something. We never fight because she hits too hard, but uh, we never really, really, we never really fought as far as yelled and everything we did. And we would just have these times like any marriage where you go, okay, I'm right and you're wrong and you're going to figure that out eventually or something happened and you, you didn't think it was a big deal. But those, those were times that even when I saw different things or I took a picture uh, that I would send it to her as a way to say, I love you and I remember you. And what we don't do in our relationship with Christ is we don't do that, right? We, we, we never, uh, we very rarely remember about the moment that we came to know Christ. I could tell you in detail how I came to know Shannon. I could tell you when I saw her for the first time. I can tell you that when I knew that the Lord said, this is the one for you, quit running. Uh, you need to ask her to marry you. And uh, on the night that I did, uh, we always laugh about it, but uh, it was more pain on her, not me. But she thought I was going to break up. And I was saying, let's start this new life together. And uh, I remember where we were. And my love for her is incredible. Um, she's absolutely my, my help me. And if you only knew her the way I know her, and how she treats people and her long-suffering spirit and her willingness and her gracefulness and her work spirit. I couldn't do without her. When she came up with cancer, uh, right when we started the church 10 years ago, man, I'll tell you what, I had a talk with the Lord and said, you can't do this to me. I mean, I couldn't lose it. But that's my love for my wife. But I want you to take that love and magnify it by, I can't even name a number of the love that Christ has for you. The moment that you gave your 
life to him if you have, if you truly have. A lot of people go to church, guys, but there are some who have never said, you know what, I need you, I love you, I, I, I need you in my life, my heart. I need forgiveness for everything I've ever done, and I need your grace and mercy, and I want you in my life forever. You're, you'll be the love of my life so that I can know how to love my, my wife or my husband. So here's what I want to do. I do this every once in a while. I hadn't done this in about four years, but I want to do this now. And I want you to, if you wouldn't mind, uh, I'm not going to throw anything at you or anything, but I want you to close your eyes. You can bow your head too. That's fine. And here's what I want you to think. I want you to think about the moment where you were and maybe who was there when you, however you want to say it, accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, invited Christ into your heart, when you got saved, I want you to think about that just for a moment. Um, and I want you to, to think about where you were and who was around you. And I want you to get there. So just think about it now. got it? You know who was around you? All right, look up here. All I want to do just for a few moments is for you to holler out, uh, yell out where you were and who was with you. If it's just one, where were you? Who led you? And I just want you to, I don't want a long sentence. I just want you to say I was, like for me, if I said it to you, I was at Friendship Baptist Church in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the aisle, and I came to know Christ as a, when I went down front. And I was 14 and a half years old. Never forget it. Throw it out. What's that? Kickapoo Ranch. Sounds fun. Miracle. That's good. All around you, huh, Barb? It's good. It's good.
That's neat. Just a perfect beach cabin to get saved in, isn't it? Well, it, it was a youth group. We all went and, mm-hmm. and walked off, and uh, we just sat under somebody's. I don't know who it was. I remember exactly where it was, yeah. but uh, it's probably not there anymore. It's the yeah. good. I was in my bedroom by myself. It's good. Revival. Baptist Church. I was with Brother Tom Johnson. That's good. Ivy Woods and Catlin, uh, Jesse Lawson. That's good. Did you hear that, Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> He's back there listening. Anybody else? Valverde Baptist Church. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was uh, March of '87. March of '87. What what church? Corinth. Wow. And those of you who are, there's people watching watching by live stream, and what you may not be able to hear is people are just uh, telling their the dates and the places they were when they were saved. And I want you to remember what yours. Maybe even type it out and send it to our folks who are watching on Facebook. There's there's other people watching besides us. We want to make sure that we include them. Anybody else? Anybody else? Central Baptist Church, Fort Nages. Yeah. Brother Franklin. That's good. See, there, what we need to remember is what we, what we need to come back to is that moment. When I do marriage counseling, I try to bring people back to... Well, here, when I do pre-married counseling, for those of you who went through pre-married counseling, I have this list and I ask our I ask each couple and say who are you going to marry and they put it at the top and then I ask them what drew you what are the five things that are four or five things that drew you to that person and they list them down because everything's fresh you know uh, and they write those things down and then at the end I ask them other questions if you could buy anything for your uh, new spouse or whatever what would you buy what would you give them and they list it and what what they wrote down is what they talk about. And then uh, they always ask me, like uh, I think the latest one I can pick on her was uh, Abby and her new husband, David. Uh, I had them fill that out and Abby kept on saying, when are we going to get those back? When are we going to get those back? 
hey, when are we going to get those back? Because she wants to see what he wrote, and he wants to see what she wrote. And I said, this does not go to you now. And after their year anniversary, I mailed that to them because one of the largest or uh, one of the, the highest percentage of divorces, one of those is within the first year. And because what happens is I want to send that to them just in case they're trying to figure out how, how this marriage thing works, that it will bring them back uh, to a moment. And I have gotten emails and phone calls, phone calls with people in tears saying, you can't imagine how much we needed that. Uh, it really helped us out. It brought us back to our covenant marriage. Um, and that's not me just saving the day. All that is just me saying, well, what happened if they were struggling in a year or two? And I sent that to them. All it does is it reminds them and brings them back to the point of what, G of, of what helped them fall in love with one another. Now, well, look, everybody look. That's what this is. This is to remind you as often as we do it that God has never forgotten you. God has never left you, even though you felt he has, that God has never not, at one point has God not ever stopped listening to you, responding to you, speaking to you. The problem is with us. But here's the beauty. Even though we have not acknowledged him or thanked him on a daily basis when we get in our car and say, thank you for my car. Thank you for this church. Thank you for my family. All that acknowledgement that everything is his and everything you have was given to you by him. Listen, this is when you start thanking him and doing those things and you still don't sense him, he was there the whole time. He's never left us. And he never will. Those of you who are younger, listen, you're going to feel like, like God is not there with you. Like he can't hear you. Like he doesn't know what you're going through. But here's what I want you to remember. I always tell people this. Don't go by what you feel. Go by what you know. Could I ever take the moment that you came to know Christ away from you? Could I ever take your moment away that you described? Could I tell you you are a liar? It probably never happened. You would look at me and say, no, you're crazy, Pat. You cannot steal that from me. I could not steal that time that you had with your Savior by yourself in your room with nobody else. You would not even argue with me. You just think you are nuts. You're not worth my time. It would not even make you mad because you know what you experienced. Right? And many times in, in our relationship with Christ, we go, by no, we go by what we feel instead of what we know. Feelings are, you know, they're like a roller coaster, aren't they? Yeah. I can love my wife one moment and then... I never, I've never hate her, but I, I, I love my wife for a moment, and the next moment I think, why do, you, why do you do that? Why do you do that? You know? I really, and she can look at me and go, I've seen her, we, we laugh about things like that. She'll look at me and say, I go, what? And I know what she's thinking, something I did that was stupid, and she just, she just says, nothing, nothing. <laughs> but I know that she loves me, and that's Christ for you. He loves you no matter what. 
Um, and, uh, and what I want you to, what I want to read to you is out of Matthew chapter 16. I'm going to read it. Some of it we're going to end up going over here, going over some of the things we said, but we will get out on time. It says, from the time, uh, from the time Jesus began to show us his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised up on the third day, Jesus was constantly telling his disciples, this is going to happen. Lord, just, this is going to happen. I'm going to die. It's not going to be good. Peter took him aside and, and began to rebuke him, saying, God, God forbid it, Lord. This shall never happen. He took Jesus and said, no, you are not thinking right. This will never happen. Because, see, Peter was in love with Christ. And he said, but he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. I just think that's funny. I mean, I, mean, I just can't imagine uh, being called Satan. Uh, I, I do remember in youth ministry, uh, somebody said that I told them that they were a pawn of Satan. And I went, where did that come from? I wouldn't call you a pawn of Satan. We had to sit down in the house. Remember that? We all sat down in the house. And these girls said, we heard that you said we were a pawn of Satan. And I went, no, who told you that lie? But all of a sudden, uh, you know, that he says, hey, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. For you are not seeing your mind, uh, setting your mind on God's interests, but man's. He said, look, you're setting your things on what you want. You want to stay with me forever. But I've got to do this. It says, as Jesus was about to go up to Jerusalem, he took the 12 disciples aside by themselves. This is at another time. And on the way, he said to them, behold, we are going to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death. Look. And, and will hand him over to the Gentiles to mock and scourge and crucify him. And on the third day, he will be raised up. Oh, go back one. Let me go back one. Now, when the evening came, oh, go back one more. <laughs> I mean, go up one more. Behold, we are going, and it says, yeah, there you go. Now, when the evening came, Jesus was uh, reclining at the table with the 12 disciples. And as they were eating, he said, truly, I say to you that one of you will betray me. And that's what we, we read. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go very quickly to uh, uh, this part. And he answered, and he who dipped his hand with me in the bowl is the one who will betray me. And that's why I want you to know, can you imagine the other disciples' shock? Look, anger, disbelief. Can you imagine them saying, it was you, Judas? And watch this. And seeing somebody who at one point followed Jesus, did what Jesus asked, right? Just, just betray as a pastor and as members of the church or as Christians, how many of you seen that where people just leave Jesus? They leave the church, they leave God, and they just say, forget whatever uh, I have had with you in the past, I'm moving on. Listen, now everybody look at me. We are all capable of that. And this is what brings us back to our relationship with Jesus Christ. How many of you that mentioned that hadn't thought about your salvation day in quite a while? That you mentioned it, right? It's because I brought it to your mind. Maybe you should put in your calendar, within your, within your phone calendar, and put a reminder, maybe four times a year, once a quarter, that it chimes and it says, remember the day you were saved. How about that? 
instead of, you know, going to the store and picking up this and getting the kids? How about saying, hey, Jesus, I want to put you in my calendar so that you can help me with this relationship so I don't walk away saying, what happened like Judas walked away? What happened? Guys, Judas hung himself. You know what that means? He was not happy with his decision. Judas hung himself because he knew that he betrayed this good, good friend who loved him and grew him. That's why he committed suicide. That's why he hung himself. Because he remembered, look at all the things that Jesus did for me and I couldn't even hold on and I sold, I sold him out. What happened? So here's my question. What happened? What happened to your relationship? What happened to the days where you really loved Jesus, where you read your Bible because you just wanted to get to know him? Please ask yourself, what happened? What happened from that time that you, you changed? Everything about you changed. And what happened? Well, we know what happened. Life happened. But remember, you've got to make a choice. Now, for those of you in the room that can't think of a moment, this is the day to wake up and say, I need to really know my Savior. I really want to know who Christ is. I really want him to save me. I want to understand this Lord's Supper. So what happened? What happened to your love for Jesus? Did your spouse pull you away? Once you find the source of what pulled you away, did your, did your kids pull you away? You didn't mean for them to? I mean, what happened to your desire to live for him, to love him, to pray to him, to talk with him, to journal? Some of you used to journal like crazy. I used to journal like crazy. And I can tell you what happened when I quit journaling as much as I did. I can tell you the moment as I go back and look at it. But you must never forget your love for Jesus. And when you don't feel like he loves you or he's listening to you, that is you. It's not him. So this week, why don't you read your Bible some more? Why don't you go get your old journal and read about uh, uh, your relationship with him in the past? Why don't you go get a, an old Listen, really, go get your old quiet time book from when you were a teenager or a college student and pull it out and you go, that thing's old, it's outdated, but start reading it again and maybe you'd written notes in it, right? To, to pull back and to say, God, I really want to meet with you. I really want to meet with you. You know, I'm a pastor and you think I, can, I could have, I, yeah, you have all that time. I want to tell you something, guys. I'm just like you. I come to work and sometimes I think I'm going to read my Bible and then 10 things happen and it's 4.30. And God's going, hey, you forgot about me while you even doing my work. It happens to all of us. All right? Well, I'm going to pray for us and uh, you'll be dismissed. Uh, well, uh, I'm going to pray and then we'll watch the cue about what's going on. Uh, but I, I would say that when you leave, there will be a trash can right out to the left of there. Please put all your stuff in there. And uh, I know Lord's Supper is a little different this morning, but we're just trying to be safe. But uh, we remember Jesus, and that's what he wanted. Amen?
That's all he wants, to remember him. So remember him this week. I'm going to pray, and then we'll watch the cue, and you'll be dismissed after that. Father, thank you so much again for your blood, for your body that was broken for us. This week, pull us back in. Help us find scripture or books or notes that will maybe remind us of how much we sensed your love and your presence in our life from the very beginning. And help us, help us not to Hope, help us to not get to the what happened moments less and less as we grow closer and closer to you.